I'm Gabby Lamb. And I'm Harper Rose Drummond. And you're listening to Tea Time, where we talk about the nastiest, dirtiest, naughtiest, wildest secrets. Enjoy. We have a Patreon. It is $5 a month. We do four episodes, four, yeah, full episodes um, every single uh, month. So it's a great deal. And we play Truth or Dare on it. You guys can send in dares that we'll do. We do fun little calls. We do prank phone calls. It's really we fun. Give, we give, you know, it's kind of like we give like some friendly, chaotic big sister advice. And then we mm-hmm. read extra stories that we don't get to. It's only $5 a month. And honestly, it's cute and fun. And yeah. And you get a sticker. And we do designed. get a sticker that we all designed. And it's really cute. Okay, cool. And that's at patreon.com slash tea time for 2069. Oh my God, I can't. Okay, okay, from the top. Make it drop. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. I am your host, Gabby Lamb, joined by Harper Rose Drummond. I do not say my name anymore. That was something that we agreed upon last episode or after last episode. I said, you know what? From here on out, I'm not doing my own introductions. Gabby, you say my name. Every time. I think I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's natural. So welcome back to another episode. We uh, This week we did grudges. So we yeah. will be getting to your grudges after we do our little, I don't know, 10, 20 minute long intro where we if, catch up. And if you guys ever, um, well, honestly, everyone should be. So uh, if you guys ever want to write in the email to submit your um, your stories uh, is teatimestories42069 at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram. That's where the prompts come out. Amazing. Yes. Now, here's the thing. I just want to be very honest. I have to address the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. This is our second take of starting the episode. (laughs) Because (laughs) the first time when we just tried to start this um, this episode, which is grudges, um, I immediately, (laughs) it was just instinctual. I just immediately pulled up. um, Some would call it hentai. Some would call it Disney cartoon porn. I just immediately pulled it up. Yeah, you did. And Lee said, please don't do that. YouTube is watching and they are going to pull us if you talk about Little, the Little Mermaid getting deep dicked. And here's the thing, because Gabby and I had agreed on doing a bit where we go, oh, Lee, have you seen this? Have you seen this article? And we we had agreed upon it, so I zoomed in to show him the the hentai. This like because you know Lee can't get enough of the hentai, and so I'm just trying to relate. I'm just trying to like make sure everyone feels seen and heard on this podcast. Yeah, what's you know? weird about though because we started Harper started texting people <laughs> hentai as a you joke. Sh- you showed it to me, and I had never seen. Well, because okay, so there's hentai, which is um. Let's explain what hentai. It's, is. Hentai is for those of you who don't know, which you probably do know, um, because you're not virgins. Hentai is loser. like Japanese cartoon porn with like women that have these gigantic fucking luscious tits usually getting dicked down by like a, a giant monster an octopus of some sort right, just somebody with a fucking enlarged in, in throbbing just, penis yeah, th- oh, throbbing is usually a, throbbing is a very um vivid and beautiful yes. descriptive word uh, yeah no so um, it is hentai and then there's just like cartoon porn and then there's but you can type in so gabby thank you i just you know what I think this is like a really good moment in our friendship because you really opened me up to something new. I had never, you know, I had never heard of this. Right. So the type that you sent me. Harper got really into it and then started texting everybody on her phone. I'm going to make an amendment by really into it. I'm not pulling a Lee. I'm not like going ham on it. An adjustment. There we go. I feel like what I said wasn't wrong. We're calling in Congress and we're making an amendment. Yeah. I'm calling the president. I'm calling Biden, waking his ass up. And here's the thing. But um, 
It is so fucking this like so there's like Disney cartoon porn and it is so obscene and I seem to be the only one that finds it. No, you find it funny too. I find it pretty fucking funny. And I've tried writing so many jokes about it. They never land. Yeah, okay. I've never tried land. Gabby is the only one that truly finds it as funny as I do. Well, because I think people secretly get turned on by it so they can't admit that it's funny. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That is so fucking true. Yeah. That is so fucking true. That's why Lee was like, I don't think this is funny because he has a boner. Yeah, well, because you actually like it. So right. I guess I'm triggering you. So a lot of, Sorry. we're finding out that a lot of men do find this porn really hot. And so we, I guess we can't show it on the podcast because Lee literally stopped us in our fucking tracks and said, hold the horses. We're restarting this shit. And I said, okay. Do I have shit in my teeth in that smoothie? No, no, no. Well, you You're can't good. see it anyway. No, no, no. You're good. <laughs> but our friend did ask if you had braces when you had tooth gems. So. <laughs> a lot of people ask that. And I'm like, no, honey, these are fake crystals. But you know what? I hope that kind of ends the stigma with people with braces. Like, it's kind of cool to have shit on your teeth. Is it? Unless you're an adult. Unless you're an adult with braces. Ooh. But adult headgear, I'm coming. Um, but here's the thing. We, okay, so we were sending hentai out. Or yeah, okay, so we were sending it to each other. We sent it to a couple of our friends. And then I kind of went, I kind of, classic me, took it a little too far and started sending it to people I don't really know that well. Mm-hmm. And the reactions were, I mean, ghastly is a good word. Mm-hmm. I found out that someone had, that I sent it to has- uh, An actual addiction to has it. A, had a literal addiction, or has a literal addiction to hentai. And I- And he was clean. And he was clean for three weeks, worked really hard to get clean. And then I sent him the, just, and whatever you guys are imagining, um, just triple that with how bad it is. It's yeah, like- it's obscene. Like there's like this cartoon hand and then a Disney princess like, s- like soaking wet in her own juice is like sitting on each one of the fingers and like- <laughs> there's they're all Disney princesses. There's things leaking out of the every orifice. Yeah. Um there's this one image in particular that Gabby and I were just sending out. Um it's um the the girls from Frozen, the sisters, and one of them's getting fucked by the um the snowman's nose, the carrot, and then the oh, other one is getting taken from behind from the reindeer, fully engorged. Yeah. Yeah. That one's my favorite. Yeah, well, Lee, we it know is. it is. We know it is, Lee. Of course it is. That's kind of the beautiful so thing. So Harper sent that to a man who was clean of his hentai addiction. Then he relapsed and texted her at 6 a.m. saying, Didn't get much sleep last night. <laughs> so anyway, that's been our week in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, what else is going on besides the hentai addiction? Well, oh, okay. No, for real, you guys, we do need to open up this episode with an apology. Oh, to, yes. Um, today, we want to take some time to apologize, an open apology to our beloved Joy. Joy is our third roommate. And last week on the episode, if y'all heard, Gabby and I were were patching up a little a little uh, fight that we got into. This week, we got to patch up with uh, our roommate, Joy. With Joy, who does not listen to this podcast, but she does have friends. And a lot of people do listen to this podcast. And, you know, it did get back to her that we spend a lot of time dragging her on here, which is always... Dare with I say, love. out of love. With love. Because Joy's a fucking funny, nasty bitch. Um, but she did bring it up. She's like, I heard you guys were talking shit about me on the podcast. And we were like... But you know what? In it's, a fun way. It, it was in a fun <laughs> way. And we all roast each other. And here's the thing. Hey, hey, hey. When you leave a grilled cheese in your room, I'm going to talk about hey, it. Is hey, it yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here, yes. And now do you see why Gabby and I get into it? Because she is not... Like, you really do. Sometimes it's like sociopathic. You have like a sensitivity chip missing. You're like, ha, huh, sorry that you're a nasty fucking con. Like... Hey, it's not my fault that I, I that she yes, loves the grilled see, cheese. Okay, so no, no, no. Hey, but I can still love her. 
I still love her. Yeah. This isn't death. a Paul. Okay. I'm going to do it then because you honestly <laughs> are. I love Joy more than anything in the entire world. She is my sister, my brethren. She um, is your sister, your brother, and your mom. She is. I love her. She actually just texted me. Um, and she's one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. And here's the thing. Her room is... So she was very upset that we were talking about her room with like the mouse and the crick. Fuck. Here's, in my, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. To her Louisiana friends that snitched on us, thank you for listening to the podcast. Also, I love... Go, go back to eating uh, your little crawdads. No, 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 no. I love... I love <laughs> no, I also love all of... Uh, I love all of you guys too that listen to this. I love you guys so much. Yeah, and well, I, I do think it's pretty funny that you guys snitched on us to her. And see, uh, here's the thing. You go, you're like, you're like, yeah, but they listen. They think it's funny. And then Joy literally said, yeah, they thought it was really messed up. So like, you're still laughing it off and you're like, you're not. But I also love these friends and I love Joy and. Uh, still not an apology. Hey, yeah, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. We are sorry to Joy. I do think her friends need to go shove a beignet up their ass for snitching. <laughs> oh, sh- a beignet. It's a beignet. <laughs> Whatever. No, I love I love Joy's friends. I I'm also, been over it because I just honestly. I love you guys. I love you guys. Harper doesn't know you guys, but I fucking love you guys so much. Um, I probably love you guys too. I'm, yeah, they're great. They're all great people. I, I love come them. off pretty aggro on here, but I'm kind of a down bitch. I just kind of. Hey, but here's the thing. When you leave a grilled cheese in your room. When you put crickets, it's going to get flies, talked about. Shit, no, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. And I know the worst part of it, she was like, I was embarrassed about that. I wish you guys didn't talk about that. And I was like, fuck. But it's funny. But did she also know that, like, we didn't just talk about that. We also talked about, like, how she changes her diva cup in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't just talk about the girl cheese. We talked about everything that you do, But here's girl. the thing. Here's the thing. No, but we, I love you so much, Joy. We, are, we love you so fucking much, Joy. And I will bring you into this podcast to uh, to publicly say that we I am sorry. We gotta get her to call in. So. Yeah, we'll get her to call in. Well, we can't because she's always nannying. Well, she'll she'll FaceTime with the kid. It'll her, be cute. She texted me. Let's see what she said. What did she say? She said, I'm moving out, you stupid fucking bitch. Stop talking shit about me on your podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. The gag is all of us have combined, all three of us combined have a credit score of 420. So we cannot move out, but she just texted me pictures of the kid that she nannies and his sunglasses. And she said he won't take them off. So I feel like we made up. I feel like we're good. Oh, Joy and I, Joy and I are girls forever. Yeah. I think that's cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my, that's my baby girl. I always said, I've always thought that there are, you know, there, you have multiple soulmates in your life and Joy happens to be one of mine. Mm-hmm. I, I do deeply believe that she is a soulmate of mine. Now, would I ever eat her out? No. <laughs> that pussy is... Well, you didn't even I, have to <laughs> say that. So it's kind of interesting. So do you guys, I'm happy that you were actually doing this because this is how... This is. I'm just saying the pussy. Her pussy's not for me. Here's the thing. You're an insane person to get an apology from. It's like I would almost prefer if you just didn't apologize because when you do, it's okay. So when okay, so when she's giving an apology, it's either like, hey. I'm sorry, you're a nasty, dirty skank bitch and you have fleas in your pussy, but hey, I'm sorry. But I still love you. Or, or. I still love you. It's this, you go, oh, I did that to hurt your feelings? All right, I did that. And then that's it. And you're like, it's like, there's like two, uh, there's two opposite poles. Yeah, yeah. And if I hurt your feelings, I didn't know. I didn't, I never intend to. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, but the funny thing is that you were texting me when you were, 
in therapy when we were getting over it our was, fight. Yeah. So Gab's in therapy and she's clearly texting me while she's in, in therapy. therapy. Cause my therapist and I were talking about it and I was like, how do I deal with this situation? I really hurt her. <laughs> and she was like, well, this is how. And she's like, and you're, she's not. And, and she you was, gave me such a beautiful apology, but mm-hmm. it was just so funny because I know your therapist was like coaching you. Th- it was just really She didn't sweet. even tell me to apologize. Oh, to really? You. No, nothing. I was oh, just, shit. when okay. we were talking about it, I was really learning a lot from what she was saying. And she was like, she really was like, you know what? You're, the good thing about you is that you don't get defensive when I tell you, because she's like, in some situations, I'm sure that like, in a lot of situations, I'm sure that, you know, people want their therapist to like take their side and stick up for them. She's like, but you don't get defensive when I disagree with how you handle situations. And I was like, okay. And she was like, that's a really good note. And she was like, yeah, you, uh, you just, you know, you hurt her feelings. You have to own up to that. And that's really what it is. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And I was telling her that I felt really bad for hurting your feelings. And I explained Fuck. to her the situation. And I was like, I didn't think this was a bad thing. And she's like, of course it was. <laughs> and I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, like, that's just not, you know, this is something you don't do, but you did it. And that's okay. You did it. But you have to also realize that things like that hurt people's feelings. And I was like, wow, I guess everything doesn't revolve around the way that I think. <laughs> And that was a huge breakthrough. It was actually a very good therapy session. I was like, okay, I learned a lot. No, it's good. And look at now we're closer than ever. And hopefully after this apology video, <laughs> the public apology to joy, then everything can be patched up and good. No, I think we patched up pretty well this morning. Mm-hmm. I, on that, on kind of on that note, I'd like to make one addition to last week's episode yes. where we were talking about uh, so many like schizophrenics and, and drug addicts, like they get paranoid that the world's after them. And, and it's like, like that that's because drug addiction is very selfish state of mind. So you're and calling me. No, no, I'm calling, I'm saying, I'm saying that that's, <laughs> I think I know what he's saying. I'm I think saying I know that what that's, he's saying that too. that's the note is that we're all inherently selfish people. And that's what we're trying to work through anyway. We all are, you know, it's funny cause I've, you know, like babies are like the most selfish of all beings and, uh, babies. Only learn, babies? Yeah. And babies only learn to not be selfish when they like become cognizant that other people are around them, you know, but mm-hmm. babies think that the entire world revolves around them, blah, 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 blah. And at the core, that's kind of what, then we grow out of it and we're like, okay, I understand the world more now, but at our core, we're all just a bunch of fucking babies. We're all just a bunch of big babies. We're all a bunch of babies that are ingrained from the, you know, the moment that we're born, that the world revolves around us. And then we have to unlearn that. But in deep down, we're all kind of selfish. Yeah. There is no such thing. Real quick. I listened to a, it was a thing on, I think, Radio Lab on NPR. (laughs) Um, And this woman was talking about how there is no actual pure, like, selflessness in people. Mm -mm. There just isn't. Maybe unless you're the Buddha, but. You know what? I was actually learning that. Um, cause you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty new into 12 step and we were kind of discussing cause it's part of the program. Like you need to do something. I don't know if it's all throughout or if like it's when you're starting, but it's, you have it's to do all throughout, some, yeah, all throughout. Mm-hmm. you have to do something kind for someone, but you, they can't know that you did it for them. You have to do a good deed and let it go like, um, Un- unnoticed. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that. So many people like flaunt, especially I feel like people just get so ostentatious with their, with their good deeds. Well, it's like the thing, it's like the thing of like the tip jar. If you leave a big tip, could you do it without the server, the cashier's looking, Mm -hmm. or would you do it when they're turned around? Is it still worth it to you to leave a big tip if if they're not going to see it? Right. Right. You want to know what's actually gross? Oh my God. I, a guy made sure 
to, I think he was trying to hit on her, but I, I was getting um, matcha the other day and the guy in front of me left. The, he was clearly trying to like holler at the girl at the cashier. And then um, he left her like $20 on a, like a $5 um, tab mm-hmm. and she didn't see because she's making drinks. And he was like, hey, hey, I left you a tip, left you something, left something nice for you. And I'm like, hey, guess what? A man has never left anything nice for a woman in the history. And it's like he couldn't even let that be nice. He couldn't even let that just be the nice thing. And then it's dirty money. Yeah, then it's dirty money. And then it's like, I don't want your fucking 20. Shove it up your ass. Yeah, exactly. So why did you pronounce the T on exactly like that? Why do you always get at me for that? Well, how do I, mean, I, say I don't it? always. Yes, you do. You That's the first time I've up. ever done that. No, you and Matt always bring it up. Exactly. Is that how I said it? Yeah, exactly. Said it, yeah. Okay, well, you got on me yesterday for the way that I say hilarious. No, no, because this is a new thing. Gabby's new thing is going after every... Like, oh, Gabby, I got an orange. Huh. 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 Hey, Gabby, <laughs> yeah, we're huh. going to record the podcast at 12 today. Huh. <laughs> huh. No, I go, huh. Yeah, huh. I was thinking it's okay. No, because well, you got him yesterday. You're like, why do you, why do you say hilarious? Yeah, because like that's that? also a new thing. You you don't go hilarious. You go hilarious. I go hilarious. Ugh. When things are funny, I go hilarious. Yeah, you yeah you hilarious. And I'm like, can you wake it up? Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. You'll be like, ah. hilarious. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> new thing to make me angry. Unlocked. So exactly. Sorry, like Joy, for talking about your uh, grilled cheese on the. I'm sorry for telling your friends to go eat some crawdads. I'm sorry that we talked about your room. You're my baby girl forever, and I love you so much. And she is truly the most beautiful soul you've ever met in your entire Joy, life. Joy, here's the thing about Joy. Yeah, I really do love our our home so much because we are also, you know, obviously we're similar because we're all friends, but like we're all so fucking different. Mm-hmm. But we all find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And as far as roommates go, I know a lot of roommates like fight and like you know. We've been talking about our little argument, but we, we really don't fucking, they're not long fights. Yeah. It'll jo- be like a day. Joy and I used to get into it more when she had first moved in because un- understandably, like I was going through like early sobriety and I had a lot of selfish shit to work on and we were just getting used to living with each other. Um, so we got into a lot of fights, but that's also like the, kind of the dynamic of being like sister best friends. You guys have known each other since y'all were what, 16? Um, 16. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, and she's, that's my baby girl. That's my baby girl for life. Mm-hmm. And she is the sweetest. She's the sweetest. Also, she's a great person. Her and my brother have the funniest relationship. It really just makes me so happy. Like Eli, he really is like timid when he first meets people, but like Joy just made him feel so comfortable. Now, like whenever they come up, like they have like their own inside jokes and it's really cute. Yeah. Joy is somebody who is one of those people that walks into a room and like lights the room up. But she's undeniably one of those people who's just like, she's such a people person. She's so funny. And those are the people that usually get murdered. So we really have to like protect her. We do have to protect her. She did become best friends with a houseless man that lived in front of our apartment. His name, as he told us, was Yellow Feather. He was blind. Joy. Gabby and I got him smoothies a few times. We, we, We became close. Well, Joy really opened up this relationship with this guy, Yellow Feather, and she went above and beyond for him. Like, she got him his uh, his stimulus Clo- check. Yeah, she did, and she got him close. She would take, she has this fold-up, uh, this little chair, and, you know, because he would just sit outside our building mm-hmm. and, and just sometimes up the street, wherever, and Joy would walk and go find him and set up a chair and sit with him, and she was like, well, think about how lonely this man is. Yeah. And that was her compassion was so beautiful. She was really, she really had a bond with this guy. She bought him a new walking stick because he couldn't see. She learned a lot about his life. Um, and in the end, ended up finding out that he was a pedophile. So she... And he did punch his wife in the face. Um, at, allegedly, but she did look up his uh, 
his record, his criminal record, because he was in and out of prison his entire life. Mm -hmm. And there was something in there about um, molesting a couple children, times. children yeah. uh, young children. A couple so. hits, a couple cases. So then she kind of didn't know what to do after that, stopped communicating with him. And I don't know where he went. Now yeah, and then he kind of just floated away. But she still harbors guilt from that. She's like, maybe I should have been more compassionate instead of like shutting him out, you know? And understandably so. She's like, she felt really bad she about kind of ghosting him. She has a lot of him. and compassion. So when we, she when does, we say our little things for cleaning about her Joy, room. just know that we we really do love her and we see her. And if anyone wants to fuck on us about that, I'll literally... I'll probably I'll literally just... go get that fucking hardened grilled cheese out of the dumpster and shove it up your ass. Bingo. And there was cake too. I'll shove that in your fucking pizza. There was cake. Yeah. So we are getting into grudges now. We've done a good half hour on apologizing to Joy. So let's yeah. get into our grudges. This was a really good episode. Also, I was telling Honk this morning that I really have been liking the topics we pick because it just so happens. I feel like it just kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's always kind of relevant to like what you and I are going through. And grudges, I feel like it's something that so many people struggle with. Mm -hmm. Big time. And with that being said. Do you guys want to share your, any of yours? Any any. Did you guys think of any while you were? I'll I'll get around to it. We'll get I around think. to it. But just to okay. just uh, quickly, uh, we were talking yesterday and we kind of realized because we looked up like what's the definition between or what's, what's the different difference between a grudge and a resentment and grudges are just kind of like prolonged resentment, essentially. Y yeah. And um, I, I used to be someone that. I, I feel like I've gone through a lot of change. I used to be someone who would hold a fucking grudge and I would get mad at other people if they weren't holding that same grudge. And it was honestly exhausting. I feel like I would wear myself out. It was, it was hard to, to reason with. I had a lot of anger in me and, um, and I would pop off on people on Twitter and da, 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 da. But now I just feel like life is so fucking short. I don't know what everyone else is going through. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I really don't have any regret. I have people that are angry at me and, and I wish that I wasn't blocked so I could apologize for the way that I handled things when I was in my lower vibrational state, but I cannot. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't have grudges with anyone. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, first of all, because I have too bad of a memory to remember why I would be angry at people. I just truly don't remember. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I have no, I'm like, I, people will be like, they fucked you over. And I'm like, I don't really. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I don't hold grudges. And the other reason is there are things that irritate me and people that I'm like kind of irritated at. <sighs> but then I realized, yeah, carrying around resentment is like carrying around a hot coal. It only hurts you. Wait, can you say what you said in my room the other day about, about the, the water? Of, yeah, that was a really beautiful. I watched a really good um, little video. It was like with a professor um, and he was explaining to his class, he had a glass of water and he was like, how much do you think this glass of water weighs? And they were like, I don't know, 12 ounces, if that's even a weight, fucking, or whatever, you know, whatever the fuck. Anyway, he was like, yeah, so it's not that heavy. And he's like, but if I hold this glass of water for an hour, you start to feel the weight of it. You know, your hand gets tired, you know, a couple hours go by and then, you know, you're like pretty exhausted from holding this glass of water couple days go by you you fucking you like it's all you can think about is the pain of holding this glass of water because it's hurting you so badly to just be standing there and it's getting heavier and heavier and the at the end the end he's like what you have to do is you have to put the glass of water down mm -hmm. and that's how you free yourself of your you're uh, the heaviness of carrying around resentment. You have to put the water down. 
That is so I that when she told me that, that really deeply mm-hmm. moved me. That was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um we listened to a podcast. It was uh, Armchair Expert, not as good as ours, but uh Armchair Expert. Love it. Dak it's, Shepherd. It's so good. But uh, it, it was with Dak Shepherd and Brene Brown. And Brene said something. She was talking Brene's about the master. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, but she was saying something. And I feel like that when she said this, I feel like that also kind of helped me release some of the the pain I was harboring. But um she said it is hard to have compassion for hurt people when the people that are hurt deal with their hurt by hurting others. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. But the reason why people hurt is because they are in pain. And like, hurt people you, hurt can't, people, you yeah. can't treat someone to the best of your ability if you're not even treating yourself with that. It's that like elementary like school of thought of like, do unto others as you would have done yourself or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Like, don't. Yeah. God, I would be so impulsive with people and get so... Some of the fights that you and I have gotten into. I I blocked Honk one time because she, like, did something and I was like, ah! Also, like, societally, as a a fucking... As an American culture, whatever the fuck we are, we're not taught to really deal with issues. We're taught to kind Mm -hmm. of be hot-headed. Vengeful. Vengeful. Spiteful. Independent of our own, you know, emotions and just be like, fuck you and like, I'm done. And that's kind of how we're in our culture, how we're raised. individual. I mean, it's a selfish society for sure. We are not um, taught a lot of things about emotional intelligence, but let's get into the fucking stories. Yeah, for sure. We don't need to keep jacking each other off with how emotionally woke we are. Here's the thing. Uh, Gabby and I are the most intelligent and most um, emotionally sound people that you will ever meet. Okay. Um, three days ago, Harper said that she was going to move out and punch me in the face. Um, yeah. Three <laughs> days ago, Gabby couldn't even understand what she was doing was wrong. So fuck off. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> revenge for that scandalous cunt. Already in. All right. Good day to my beloved honk, Gabby, and the hentai watcher. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Let's get into it. All my life, I have been a vengeful cunt who holds shit against everyone. This is because I'm a sensitive little bitch, but let's not talk about that. (laughs) LOL. When I was 13, I had the biggest crush on my youth leader at church. He wasn't hot, and I cringe when I'm reminded of how I used to jerk off to him. (laughs) Yuck. Around this time, I was in my emo phase. We uh, We still going, but I toned it down. He was like 25, good Christian guy, all that shit. Anyways, I was fucking convinced that I would be able to make him fall in love with me. Then I found out he was engaged after our church camp trip. So the next time I was at church, I went up behind his fiance and whispered, it's time to sin to myself. (laughs) I, I put her purse in my hoodie and went to the bathroom. Then I destroyed literally all of her makeup, emptied out her $100 foundation and everything. I closed everything up and put it all back the same way I found it. When I returned with the purse with a fat smirk on my face, I also spit in it. I got away with it and no one ever suspected me. I fucking despised that church anyways. What I did was fucked up, lol. But I still kind of hate her for stealing my man. (laughs) I was in conversion therapy at the time, so this revenge was long coming. Don't judge me. Bye, besties. Oh, sayonara. My, oh, my God. <laughs> I also love that this poor woman is probably like, what the fuck happened? Why did somebody spit in my purse and empty all my shit out? That is wild. Honey, you're attacking her when you should have attacked him. Was that, Actually, was that written it. by a man or a woman? A man. Okay. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, conversion therapy. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that is so fucking... Spit in the per... There's nothing more primal than spitting. It's time to sin. Time to sin. Hilarious. Hilarious. Wow, hate that, hate that, hate that, hate that, hate that. Don't say it again. Um, But it is (laughs) hilarious. It is that. Um, But I, I think it's so wild when people choose to get revenge on... Like if like you're mad at someone that you're trying to fuck or that you used to fuck, like you get revenge on like their, their person. But also like, did this, I'm sorry. Did he even have any like romantic relationship with the, sounds like it was, no, no. it was just like in his head. It was in his head. So he built this up and he was like, all right, time to get fucking revenge. Oh my God. Here's the thing. We create our own realities. We do create our own realities. And he created a real fun festival. God, that's so fucking funny. (laughs) Chef's kid. Still hate her. Still yeah. hate her. Don't blame you. I'm just. Oh God, that's so funny. All right. Um, hey honks, Gabby. I love your fat lips. Hell yeah. And Harper, I love your shiny forehead. Fuck you. <laughs> Shut the fuck. <laughs> I hate you. Hilarious. Fuck off, honk. And so, fuck off, you. That's uh, my fault. It's kind of my fault. Well, I, like, here's the thing. I, okay, hold on. Everybody, shut the fuck up. No, Here we you, go. No, I'm beating this forehead gate. I literally put so much fucking powder on my fucking forehead and my fucking oil just shines through. Maybe get bangs. Hey, guess what? Tried it. Didn't work. All right. Well, okay. Get back into it. Um, yeah. And also? <laughs> and Lee, I guess I respect... <laughs> and Lee, I guess I respect that you want to fuck midgets. <laughs> Maybe not. Hey, guess what? That's not the right term to use. <laughs> This bitch is canceled. Yeah, this is a fucking I dark lo- bitch. But I also love that every episode now people are coming for Lee. I know. They are coming for your fucking throat. I don't, I don't have fans. I just have enemies. You do. You have enemies for doing nothing but just being a great producer. And jerking right. off to hentai. Yeah. Go. Okay, so maybe not. Anyway. Fuck. Okay. Any Anywho, here's my grudge story. I met and fell in love with this girl back in 2001. I lost my virginity and fell deeply in love with her, and it was the greatest time in my life. She taught me everything about a woman and how to treat a gal, and we had a great three years. And then she fucked someone else, broke my heart, and destroyed my world. From there, we would go on here and there as I blew loads all over her. Like your cum? Blue loads all over her in spite once in a while. And then the guy she cheated on me with, she stayed with for 10 years. And I was distraught and miserable. Then one day on Christmas Eve of 2016, she texted me she was single and I lit up in joy. Come to find out he did exactly what she did to me. And I somewhat felt vindicated. We fucked a couple times, but it didn't last then eight months. uh, It didn't last. Then eight months later, I woke up paralyzed with tumors all over my lower back and went through five rounds of aggressive chemotherapy. And the first day I was in the hospital, I get a call from her because she found out through our close group of friends. And remember, we haven't talked in eight months. She came immediately and hasn't left my side during all of it. And I'm cancer free and learning how to walk. But... COVID fucked everything during the process, but she's still here with me. And that grudge came back to her as karma. And then she's made up on that a hundred percent still going. And she sucks my dick <laughs> and, and, and chanting and she sucks my dick and lets me eat her pussy, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Unlike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> 
likes to fuck who likes to fuck tiny dwarf girls. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> Does this person know me? Like, why are you coming for me so hard? And A, I thought it was a girl and I called you a bitch. And then I start to feel bad because you have cancer. And now I don't fucking feel bad at all. That's oh. why she got the cancer because her body's trying to eat her alive because she has man. all that darkness. It's a, man. it's a man. I mean, it's a dude. Sorry. Oh, oh God, this is so funny. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I fucking love both of you. And your podcast is no doubt one of my favorites. Aloha from Hawaii. Hey. <laughs> Wait, can we, can we cut this out? Like, he wants to be my friend. That's fucking funny. Um, also, Glad I want cancer free. I want to say something real quick. The cancer thing was interesting because he hold he held this grudge for so long, and then all of a sudden had all this cancer. Do you think that has something to do with holding the grudge? Okay. Yes. And then yeah. he, but he wanted to say that it her karma got her, but wouldn't. Like his karma got him as as well his for karma holding got the grudge for holding the grudge, right? And that is such a thing. Like when mm-hmm. we hold, because our bodies are energy, and you know when we hold all of this anger and resentment, you start getting all kinds of fucked up things, huh? Huh. No, so, but here's the thing. Because if you it, have cancer, stop holding grudges. Also, you're not like you do get what you fucking give. And if you're always walking around with a chip on your shoulder, that shit's going to catch up to you. Yeah, it does. Okay. So go on. Next one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's obviously what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I have a friend who I have known for more than half my life. We have both been through a lot and have managed to be there for each other through it all. She had a toxic marriage that lasted close to 10 years. I also had a super toxic marriage and we both leaned on each other for support. Eventually, I got divorced and deep into recovery. Did a whole lot of therapy, the whole thing. Around seven months ago, while she was still in her marriage, she found a guy who she started feeling a connection with. Myself and others urged her to end her marriage rather than cheat. She did and even paid her now ex-husband $2,000 to leave her home and get on his feet. She seemed very happy and I was excited for her. She started seeing this new guy and would even ask me for advice on what to say to him. She would get nervous and not know what to talk about with him. He also apparently is into the same music I am into, heavy metal, stoner, doom, etc. So I, re- I recommended all sorts of bands she could listen to with him. A month goes by and we hang out on Halloween. We start talking about her new boyfriend where she admits something that deeply upsets slash hurts me. She tells me, I know this is irrational, but I don't want you to meet my boyfriend. Perplexed, I asked, why? She again says, well, I'm afraid you will take him from me. I was stunned. I have no history of something like this. I have never taken someone's man, nor would I ever do something like this to my best friend. I tell her she knows I'd never do this to her. She shrugs and says, I don't know, man. It's just how I feel. I feel insecure. The rest of the night, I felt off. I've known this girl more than half my life, and this this shit really hurt. We haven't spoken since that night. Oh, uh, I'm waiting for an apology or for her to admit insecurity has nothing to do with me but I feel like she hasn't hit me up because she doesn't want me around now. Like I pose some sort of threat. I'm sad about this and have wondered if I'm blowing it out of proportion. Am I wrong to wait for her to come around? I don't know. This is my most recent grudge. Thank you for letting me share honks. I have thoughts on this. What do you think? I don't. So the thing is, is I don't think you're in the wrong. Um, But the thing about apologies is, is that you can't expect anyone to apologize to you. Yeah, you can't demand an apology as someone who is the queen of doing that. Uh, you cannot demand an apology because also it's not going to be real. Also, if you your can't friend, make someone be sorry. And if your friend is in that headspace, she's not going to understand why uh, she needs to give you an apology. She probably hasn't even thought about that. And she's so like wrapped up in this relationship with this guy 
that she's not thinking like that. Clearly the guys, okay, I'm going to be honest. She's holding on to this out of fear, which is probably not going to make her reach out to you in regards to the situation. And also if she was like truly a really good friend, like, you know, obviously everyone has slip ups, but I I don't think like your, your best friend should be acting like that. I think that's kind of clown behavior. It is clown behavior. I want to say this. uh, I really, when you were, when I was reading this, I thought that she wasn't going to want you to meet her her new boyfriend because she was dating your ex-husband or something. I was totally thought I thought the same thing. And honestly, I'm not convinced that it's it's him. I think that's the honest that would to be God wild. reason. Plot twist. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting snake ass vibes. Wow. Also, giving somebody two grand to get on their feet is not enough. That's really not enough. She doesn't sound. I mean, maybe that, she lives in Iowa. We don't know anything about this woman, but it doesn't sound like she's a great friend. Here's the thing: it's always sad to lose a friend, but. As someone who has lost quite a few, you get way more peace. It's sad, obviously, at first, but if you're going to have someone that's always causing you grief or someone that's, like, not really seeing... Your friends are your chosen family. It's sorry to be lame, but it's true. And so if you're not, if your friend's not going to, like, ride for you and not have your back, then it's really not, a, like, a good friend. And you can it, have fun friends. You can have best friends. But fun friends and best friends are not the same thing. And again, she you can't really expect people to do what you want them to, even though, you know, she, yeah. You she, can only control you. Yeah, she. And it's okay to be hurt from that. But actually in my Al-Anon meeting last night, we were talking about how you have to let feelings flow through you and how a lot of people hold grudges too, yeah. because you, you just, you're hanging on to this pain. Again, feelings aren't facts. So mm-hmm. you can feel something and then let, yeah, let it move th- through you. It is not a fact though. You are not anything that you feel. Okay. I'm putting the glass of water down. It is. All right. We got a long one. You guys ready? This is a long story, you guys, but it's a juicer. Let's, ooh, a juicer. It's a juicer. Okay. Hi, beautiful honks, Harper Rose and Gabby and sweet little Lee. Oh, there's a good one. Sweet little Lee. Hope you're interested in a very long and messy story. I'm on your Patreon too. So if you want to read this on there, we're going to read it here. Um, From 18 to 21, I dated a guy we'll call Colin. I'm 29, I'm 25 now for context and still hold a grudge. Before anything happened between us, he was one of my best friends for a couple of years. He was charismatic and always nice to me despite being a dick in general. Red flag. We started hooking up around when I finished high school. I started to catch feelings for Colin, but said no when he asked me to be his girlfriend because I had literally fucked his older brother. Let's call him Barnaby. Why Why that name? Why not? I think why, he's fun. Why, that's a funny name. Because okay. he's the creative director. Oh, uh, yeah. Story. A year before, uh, I, let's call him Barnaby a year before, I hooked up with Brother Barnaby <laughs> at least 10 times when I was 16 through 17. And most times, he had a girlfriend. Barnaby's girlfriend found out every time because I'd tell my friends about it and they'd snitch on me, LOL. I felt so guilty about it. I mean, rightfully so. But it really contributed to my depression and self-hatred for years. Colin already knew I'd fucked his brother because I told him when we were just friends, but he still wanted a relationship with me. I'd heard they already, I'd heard they were already Eskimo brothers from a couple of other girls regardless. Yikes. And I loved Colin. So I decided, yeah, it's messy, but oh well. And Colin and I became official. Dating my best friend felt so amazing at first, but he had no goals after high school and didn't even have a job for a while. And when he finally got one, it was just a dead-end part-time one and spent all of his money on weed, beer, and bullshit. At first... There was just some low-key, at first there was just some low-key toxic teen behavior in the relationship from both of us. 
But a year in, stuff started to escalate. He would pressure me to drop out of community college and blow off work so we could be losers together and just fuck and watch TV and eat in bed at his parents' house. All I did was work super part-time for a while, but eventually I got back into school and found a major I was enthusiastic about. As soon as I had a life and didn't want to just fuck him constantly, he got sexually abusive. (sighs) He also slowly got more and more controlling and would try to distance me from my friends, accuse me of cheating, and tell me he was going to kill himself almost every time I hung out with someone. So I would leave and drive him in a panic and drive to him in a panic just for him to be totally fine and try to fuck me. He'd even lie about self-harming, but I was in complete denial about this and the abuse because I couldn't see how someone who had been in my, who had been my best friend for years could do that to me. This is so sad because this is like so many girls, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Fun note, at least the abuse wasn't as bad as the BV infections he gave me. Oh, honey. For those of you who don't know, BV is called bacterial vaginosis, and you usually get it from uh, your pH being off balance in your vagina. I got it a lot when I was dating uh, a guy, one guy in particular, who was cheating on me all of the time. Yep, yep, same. You usually get it from guys. That's the way you can tell is if— uh, Yeah, if you if you start getting that stink puss, that means it, that someone's cheating you, on you. Somebody's cheating. Not all the time, but mostly. Mostly. Um, Okay, so he was giving you BV infections, and then the UTI, that became a kidney infection, and landed me in the hospital for a few days. Anyway, back to Brother Barnaby. His brother was also a loser. He and his high school girlfriend, who he had cheated on me with, stayed together for years. I'd have a sleepover in Colin's room, while Barnaby and his girlfriend would have a sleepover in the other room. Like, we'd probably be fucking 10 feet from each other. And sometimes we'd all hang out at a house party nearby, full of 20-somethings getting high and drunk on dirty dumpster couches. That sounds like my teenagers. Brother Barnaby was constantly drunk driving. That also sounds like me. Uh, and one night, sta- and one night started Snapchatting me, asking me to hang out and smoke. Obviously hitting on me and trying to fuck, even though he didn't come right out and say it. I shut him down, but Barnaby ended up driving to my house without me agreeing and waiting outside my house, trying to talk to me, trying to talk me into hanging out. Whew. He was waiting out there forever, and I had to tell him multiple times to leave me the fuck alone and threaten to snitch before he left. I didn't tell Colin because he was unstable and I was scared he'd blame me, but he found out about it a few days later after he saw my text to my friend about it. After he read them, he wouldn't talk about it with me, just rolled onto his side and stared into space and never addressed it, lol. We were together for like a whole year after this and still hanging out with his brother sometimes. This, there's Whoa. a few more paragraphs. This is so fucking wild and so fucking toxic. Oh, my God. Colin and I had been broken up a few times throughout the relationship. But when I was 21 and couldn't keep denying the abuse anymore, I'd break up with him more often. But I was lonely and still gaslit and brainwashed, so I'd get back together with him briefly and stayed in contact with him. Throughout part of our relationship, I'd been going through his things trying to find proof that he was cheating on me and would literally feel disappointed when I couldn't find anything because it felt like I couldn't deny clear proof that clear proof like that even though I was in denial of the abuse. During one of the last weeks I was back together with him, I randomly got the feeling he was hooking up with one of his female friends, Hannah. I'd known her for years and thought she had had a bit of a thing for him, but never thought He was attracted to her, so I never really cared or even had a problem with her, since she was nice to me and it seemed harmless. But all of a sudden, I couldn't shake the feeling. I asked him, and he denied it like, ew, she's fat. 
Okay. Mm. Mm. One day, I finally admitted the sexual abuse to some of my friends, and that helped me break up with him for good. But I'd still text him, and TBH, I got off on him begging for me to get back together with him. I finally started feeling more free and going out with my friends and hooking up with new people. (sighs) Side note really quickly— these are the kinds, this is like reminding me of like the kinds of relationships where they're so toxic, but you guys always come back to each other and you're like, we just understand each other. Nope, like, nope. I just, we get it. Like, there's nobody, you know? It's not because you and I have talked about this before. That's not what love is. That's, that's addiction. That's, that's yeah, obsession. It is. It's so sick. Um, <sighs> it's hard to break. That's a hard fucking cycle to break out of. Mm-hmm. So her years. Mm-hmm. Soon after, when Colin was still constantly texting me, someone told me that he was dating the girl he had called fat, Hannah. Uh, there, um, we just always know. We always know. There was definite overlap between her and I, and mm-hmm. I texted him telling him I knew. He denied the overlap, talked shit about her appearance, and told me he loved me. Ugh. I sent her screenshots of him saying this, womp womp she said she thought we broke up long before and was horrified by him and thanked me but apparently got back together with him later colin continued to text me and i'd send her screenshots but i'd always hear from people that they were still together after debating it for a while i eventually ended up posting a screenshot on ig of colin admitting to sexually abusing me hannah freaked out and called me a liar. I sent her a de- I sent her detailed descriptions about some of the abuse, trying to convince her of the truth with the hope I could help her avoid what I endured. I was angry about her calling me a liar, but I didn't want her to have to get abused. I didn't want her to have to get abused too to believe me. She eventually said something like, "I'm sorry that happened to you. Thanks for telling me." But I heard they were back together after a while. Colin called me a liar after seeing me post his admission to abusing me, saying he only said he said it because I made him say it or I wouldn't talk to him again, LOL. But then he would still send crazy texts saying he loved me. What the fuck? One day, I sent more of these screenshots to Hannah, including some absolutely vulgar things about her appearance and him saying I was way hotter. This might have been petty because I was angry about the lie accusations, but I mean, that's something you should know your partner is saying, right? She's not even ugly. Colin is just a mean bitch. (laughs) After I sent these to Hannah... Colin texted me a cute little death threat. He'd threatened violence before, but I really (laughs) believed it this time and was scared for my family. So I made a police report and he spent the night in jail. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just a night. Love that. The judge issued a 10-year no contact order that Colin could face legal consequences for violating. He def did violate it via email and IG, but nothing insane as past stuff since I would threaten to report him and I was better about ignoring it. I finally blocked him on most platforms, obviously long overdue, like three months ago. (sighs) I'm running out of breath. Like three months ago, he commented on an old Venmo transaction and asked me to text him. (laughs) But he he actually had the awareness to delete the comment the next day. Every six months or so, someone mentions that to Hannah. Someone mentions that Hannah and Colin are still together and are in su- and are such a toxic couple. Even if Hannah is toxic too, I still hope with all my heart she gets away from him because he's fucking evil. Back to Brother Barnaby. Oh, after Colin and I had broken, yeah, we're back. Bring it after back. Colin and I had broken up. Barnaby started flirting with me and sent. This is so fucking incestuous and weird. Yeah. Um. Not no shade to you, girl, but these brothers are fucked. Barnaby started flirting with me, and since I got off on the feeling of revenge, I def entertained it. He sent me dick pics, and I felt a hundred percent certain his erections are smaller 
than they were in high school. Men, be careful with your balls and taint when riding bikes often. <laughs> so he's a biker. He's a bike rider. He's a bad boy. Um, Barnaby kept hitting on me after seeing I called out his brother for sexual assault and reported him for the death threat. Yikes. Barnaby and his girlfriend, who he cheated on me with in high school, broke up less than a year ago. So happy for her. He still DMs me. And my high school friend who also fucked him in high school. And we always laugh about we how we both crushed on him back then when he's such a fugly, desperate loser now. So Barnaby is just a joke to me after this. But I def still hold a gr- grudge against Colin. But my life is so drama-free and happy these days. I honestly forget that it used to be this horrible, incestuous clusterfuck. I still have trauma from the abuse. But a lot of the story is just kind of funny to me now. And I know I'd never let myself get into a fucked up situation, anything like this again. I still have a lot of growth to do, but I transferred to and graduated from a good college, reconnected with friends, got a decent job, have a great relationship with my parents, have dated a couple guys who are lovely people, have developed healthy habits and hobbies, try my best to be kind and really feel happy with who I've become. Also, I can happily say I never plan on fucking a pair of siblings again. <laughs> Unless Eli wants to stop being a Republican. JK, hee hee. We don't like thirds. Uh, but <laughs> they like to keep it between they like to keep it between them. Oh my uh, god, girl. Oh I don't god. feel the need to forgive Colin or get rid of my grudge. I just like it to not fester in my anger and hurt. Besides when writing this, I guess, lol. And I tell myself that even though there are some sinister-ass fools out there like Colin, most folks are good people who might make mistakes but are trying to do their best. For anybody else out there dealing with the Colin, please get out out, because life is sexy, fun, and beautiful when you love yourself. Love you, honks. Thanks for reading. Even if you don't choose this for the podcast, this is the longest thing I've written since college. And honestly, still left shit out. So I apologize, LMAO. P.S. Now a boric acid queen who hasn't had BV in years since that dirty bitch marked double pee hole looking dick left my life. P.P.S. If you did read this in an episode, shout out to my friend Constance, who I recently recommended the podcast to and will 100% recognize the story as mine, LOL. Okay. All right. Shout out to both of you. Wow. So that was a long story. Well written. I mean, honestly. Very well written. Sometimes they get boring. Sometimes they get boring when they're that long, but that was not boring. That was so entertaining. You had a nice button. You should write more, to be honest. That was really good. It was great. And I love you. You indented all of the fucking paragraphs. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. That's actually, pause really quick. You guys, when you write into us, please, yeah, please, um, Please split up your paragraphs because it's so hard to read when y'all just send like a, a long ass brick. But um, okay, back to the story. Wow, that is wowzer. You went through fucking hell, girl. It's just that there are so many guys like that too. I've dealt with so many guys who have this like. Would you think that he's like a narcissist? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely it's giving narcissist. It's also giving abusive family. The fact that both of the brothers are like this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he comes from a nice family, but it, it does seem they pretty. Usually don't when they act like this. Yeah. And it seems like the brothers have a lot of like resentment towards each other. And And I know that you said like, you don't mind carrying this grudge against him. And honestly, if you know, that's, it's your life. If that's, if you feel happy and confident now and don't need to ever revisit that. Great. Okay. My therapist said something. I, 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 it was not like this, but I I went through something with, I I went through a, a hideous breakup and it was like debilitating. I had so much hate and anger towards him. And as I was working on releasing it, because it was not doing me any service to, to harbor these feelings, I was talking to my therapist and I'm like, I feel like forgiving him 
even if it's just for myself, I feel like not only is that weak, but I feel like it's kind of saying what he did is okay. And no. she was like, no, absolutely not. She's like, just because you drop a grudge doesn't mean you're okay with what they did. You're just not yeah. going to choose to be affected by it anymore. Yeah. And I was like, and oh. forgiveness is for you. Forgive, And you don't have to go and, you know, forgive somebody to their face. You don't have to say, I forgive you for what you did to me. But if you want to drop hentai to them once or twice a year, yeah. kind of shake things up, do it. All right. Next story. Okay. You know, yeah, I guess like that short and sweet phrase, forgive. I like the forgiveness is for you. It, it is really, for you. It really it is. is. It's like you need to really, it's the water. You got to put the water down. Yeah, it's for you. Honey, and that's why I'm putting the fucking water down. Thank you for that that's story. Also, yeah, thank you for that story. They also say like, this is um, for a lot of women that have been sexually assaulted. They really encourage you in, in like group therapy and in therapy to forgive that you're rapist. You, not to say anything to them, mm-hmm. but just to, again, just it's, it's for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can like feel, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of bring humanity back. Okay. Screw me once, shame on you. Screw me twice, shame on me. Um, um, I love you guys so much. Amazing pod, 11 out of 10. You got, uh, you are the only ones that can make me laugh through my depression, honey. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, but sorry about your depression. Okay. Hey, hey gang. we've all got it. Honey, we are all functioning. Um, Hey, gang. Did someone say grudges? I am the biggest grudge holder you will ever meet. It probably doesn't help that I'm also a Scorpio. I don't really believe in forgiveness. So if you fuck me over hard enough, I'll more than likely be 100% done with you. Can't tell if that makes me a strong bitch or a mean bitch who needs therapy. (laughs) The fucked up part is if you do manage to find your way back into my bubble after doing some shit I find heinous, I will literally spend the whole time making your life a living hell instead of working on forgiving you. Don't get me wrong. I don't plot to hurt your feelings. It just instinctively happens. I come equipped with sarcastic responses and sly comments on the ready. Sometimes my heart doesn't share the same intentions as my brain. I am going through a situation right now where I have to decide to be the bigger person and forgive something I don't know how to do or move on. I met this girl... I met this girl at work back in August of 2020. We clicked right away. She knew I was really into her, but she had a boyfriend who she was with for six years. She didn't mind using the fuck out of me for everything though, and wound up cheating on him with me. That next year of my life was a nightmare. She was a nightmare. It was emotionally traumatizing being a side chick. She threw things at me when she was mad. Uh-oh. bailed on me on my birthday, would mock my bachelor's degree on the regular, calling it a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> no. Physically, uh, it is. Here's the thing. Uh, here's the Come thing. on. <laughs> Physically, it's a piece of paper. Here's the but thing. Intellectually, that's a bachelor's degree. Here's the thing. Can it not be both? Uh, yeah. If she was sleeping over, she would forcefully try to touch me and shove her hand down my pants. Yikes. What were you wearing? I had to put... <laughs> <laughs> were you asking for it? Yeah. What kind? Were you wearing jeans in bed? Because that's kind of weird. Mm. I don't I don't like I don't like outdoor clothes hey, on my bed. If you're bed. just wearing a hot yeah, little right. if you're just wearing a hot little thong, yeah. Yeah. This is written by a woman, right? Uh it's hard to tell, but okay. I believe it is. I think so. Yeah. I think it is. Cause she said side check mm-hmm. or they said side check. It's giving gender neutral because I, I or androgynous because I, okay. 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 It doesn't matter. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, hand down my pants. Uh, I had to push her off. I had to push her off me multiple times. She always thought this was funny. I didn't. One time we were hanging out at my house and she decided she hated me. So oh. she called her boyfriend to come pick her up. Oh, dagger to the heart. You get the idea. Hmm. 
After she finally left him and he moved out of their shared apartment, she agreed to be with me. Mm. I felt like I made it. I endured all this bullshit and she finally wanted me. Mm. Months went by. They were hit or miss. One night I slept over at her now apartment. The next morning we were getting ready to go out and there was a knock at the door. It was the ex-boyfriend. I asked why he was there and what was going on. And her response was, he probably came over because he used to live here. (laughs) What? That explanation made no sense. This whole thing felt like a fever dream. He asked her to come down and talk to him. She did. After she felt I packed up all my, or after she left, I packed up all my stuff to leave. This was my final straw, some Jerry Springer shit. But of course, the nosy bitch I am peeked my head out the door to listen. I will never forget or forgive the nasty shit I saw, the or nasty shit they both said about me. Oh. She came back, caught me listening, and absolutely lost her shit, oh. telling me how dare I listen to her private conversation. She saw I was packed to leave and threw me against the wall and started putting hands on me. I was in shock, so I left. We didn't speak. I found out the whole time she was with me, she was actually fucking him when I wasn't around. I guess he thought they were going to get back together. Fast forward to December 2021. She left a gift on my doorstep and a letter saying how sorry she was for everything, how much she loved me and how she didn't realize what she had with me. I did everything for this girl, emotionally and materialistic-wise. I literally handed her my heart on a silver platter, and she crushed it. If she if she thinks, after all that, a simple apology is going to fix it, L-O-fucking-L. Mic drop. You, I mean, it kind of sounds like you guys should get back together. Uh, <laughs> if just I'm me. hearing it right, things are sounding pretty good. So here's the thing. I think you fucked up, and it's not too late to right this wrong. You know what's so crazy, though, is that they're just like, everybody for the most part, has had an experience like this. And you can just see, like, the hurt in both people. Well, I think the underlying lesson, I'm or the, there's a few, but um, I know we're fucking off and fucking around, but uh, whenever you feel like you are giving someone all of yourself, that is not what a healthy relationship right. should be. Right. And I j- literally just learned that two months ago, so let's all calm the fuck down. Yes. <laughs> But I, I, if you are like giving, if you are, as the same program, making someone else your higher power, love it, love to see it. Uh, don't love to live it though. Right. Um, then that is not, that's not a healthy um, portrayal of love. You can never make someone your higher power. Oh. Every time you do, you will lose them. I'm sorry for yourself. all the pain that you went through. Oh, every single time you're going to lose them. And that's what we're seeing. That's the common yeah. theme in during this podcast yeah. and you and I have been through painfully similar shit and uh you know yeah it you know sometimes you have to relearn the same lesson over and mm-hmm. over and all of a sudden you're on the 47th time but and, and the thing is as another thing that I learned in um in AA you play a part in everything that you do even if you don't think that you do the only thing that you don't play a part in is sexual abuse physical and sexual abuse like that is you know that that is the stuff that you have no part in but i was told because i asked my sponsor this when we were going through my fucking fourth step uh, which is where you list down all of your resentments i was like but what about you know the people that like you know physically took advantage of me and she's like well that has nothing you know that is not your fault but what is your responsibility is the way that you carry on with your feelings towards that. Mm. So if you decide to live the rest of your life having resentment towards the people that physically took advantage of you, that's on you. Yeah, that is on you. It's on you. And that's not to say that that's not, you know, terrible and you can't, 
you know, it's just that can't, you have to kind of live your life in, in love and not fear in order to like, but it sounds like the way, the way that you, you wrote in, maybe you don't want to do that, or maybe you're not ready to do you that. Are fu- Here's the thing. You are fucking funny. Be- before we, before we, you know, unpack you, like bottom line is you fucking funny. And, and anger makes people fucking funny. You know, a couple rapes under your belt, you're going to be fucking funny. You're gonna be and fucking if you're funny. not, you're be you maybe get another one. I don't couple, know. But. Yeah, a couple of abusive relationships under your belt, you're fucking, you're cracking a room up. You're going to have that humor beat into you. So help yeah, me God. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but only a child, I think, I can't remember if it was you or someone in a meeting I was at, but someone said only a child can be ab- um, Abandoned. abandoned. Like an adult can't be abandoned. And, and we and we like to tell people like, oh, they abandoned me. But like nobody abandons you. They just didn't like you. You can't. The only person that can abandon you is yourself or if you are a child being physically abandoned. And by- you know what? By staying in these abusive relationships, um, obviously it's hard if like you guys are living together and your finances are wrapped up and then they're being abusive. Yeah. Like no one's. I hate that. Like, oh, why didn't you leave? It's like there's so yeah, there's so there much was nuance this really good these. book that I read, I can't remember the name of it. I'll, I'll, I'll remember it though, but I read this really amazing book and she said in it, the, the main character, she's getting abused and she, and her, Oh, it was Harry Potter. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was actually everybody poops. And, uh, no, I keep saying that. Okay. Fuck. Uh, no, but she, um, she was just like, how come it's always, why didn't you leave? And how come the question is never, why did you abuse me? Right. Why did you abuse her? And I really love that. And yeah. the answer is because that bitch wouldn't shut the fuck up. There it um, is. But uh, we have a lot of work to do as a human race into understanding these things. Uh, forgiveness is a very powerful thing, though. Yeah, and Self- also, kind, I don't think being you should, kind to yourself and forgiveness is a, are very powerful. I don't things. think you should. Ju- also, speaking like you know, we're talking about grudges, judgments, and all this. I, I don't think you should also beat yourself up if you also are a grudge holding person because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're just a hurt little baby. Yeah, we're all just yeah, you're just hurt little at baby. The core, we're just kind of hurt and. Also, there's such a thing as like taking people's inventory. And I have to be Mm. reminded that all the time of like, when you go through and you list all of these things about people that you expect them to do, that means you're taking their inventory. And uh, it's not your job to do that. It's none of our jobs to be like, to be judging each other for the choices that we make. Uh, It's just, that's a really hard thing for me to What other people do is none of your business at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not. And if you don't like the, because here's the thing, I I was like the queen of doing this, but it's like, if you're dating someone and they're like being a fucking cunt to you, then leave. Then you're not going to get validation from them and you have to get validation from yourself, not Mm -hmm. from your partners. Very, again, very, very difficult to do in the moment. It takes a lot of work. And yeah, but you are always in control of your life. Nobody else controls you. And Blah, blah, blah. I heard Eckhart Tolle say one time that like... You heard Eckhart Tolle say one time? Tolle. Sure. That you are... uh, When you're in the present, nothing is really wrong. Even if there is something dangerous happening to you, you are physically in danger. But in the present, you are always pretty much okay. Here's the thing. I honestly welcome bad things to happen to me because if something really bad happens to me, I won't have to pay my phone bill. And that is the number one stressor in my life right now. Stay present. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one. Okay, ladies, good morning. First of all, love you both. Appreciate the podcast and all that you do. Um, All right, grudge time. The summer between second and third grade, my parents got divorced. I came back to school, super small, semi-cult school. Hmm. Being one of three kids with divorced parents in a class of 60 kids that were all from perfect Christian families. My best friend is the leader of all the perfect Christian kids because her parents are the ultimate Christian examples. (laughs) 
Even still today. Gross. Anyway, good for them, I guess. They taught their kids that divorce was bad. It sucks, but it's best for some people. Yeah. And then obviously talked about my family specifically because my friend, a.k.a brainwashed drone sat me down the first week of school and told me that everyone in my family, not just my parents and siblings, but grandparents, cousins, uncles, bitch met everyone was going to hell because my parents got divorced. And that was the conversation. I'm 27 now. And I could still cut her for saying that shit. Oh, and then another one, a quick follow-up to my previous email. That grudge is number one and surpasses my ex-boyfriend cheating on me with his ex-girlfriend in her car in the driveway of our house. I healed from that. Cheers. Yummy, yummy. Wow, her whole bloodline is going to hell. Because yeah, everybody's cursed because your parents got divorced. That's crazy. That also, yeah, fucking get divorced if you're in an unhealthy family dynamic. If you want to go to hell, yes. If you want to go to hell, yeah. Yes. If you want to go to jail, if you want to go, sorry, jail or hell, um, yeah. your pick. Uh, then yeah, get divorced. If not, if you want to get into heaven and walk in God's stay light, stay in your abusive you marriage. S- you stay in your abusive marriage because at the end of the day, if you're getting abused, it is your fault. And I hope <laughs> at the end of the day, that's true. And you want to get into like, heaven, right? It sounds like your mom just wasn't woman enough for your dad, and that's. A s- <laughs> and if she was woman enough, your dad wouldn't have left her. Yeah. And if mm. she was pretty enough, then God would have actually wanted to take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. If she cooked good enough. Yeah. If she yeah. cooked good, if she made his bed does better. Does she know how to make a sandwich? Yeah. Sounds so, like she doesn't. So guess what? So no heaven for she your can get family line. Joy's grilled cheese and fuck off. <laughs> so your family line is doomed to hell. I believe it. Because yeah. I am honestly, because at the end of the day, you guys all know. I am a Christian woman. Yeah. And heavily. <laughs> her boyfriend clearly cheated on her because this was God punishing her for her sinful mother. And Absolutely. Ruining the family. <laughs> Absolutely. So your boyfriend, this was, a, this is a curse from Satan. Yeah. Himself. So that was kind of, that was kind of a treat. Yeah. I, I suggest you get right with God or get on out of here. <laughs> Start your praying. Yeah. Get them prayers. We'll up, be praying honey. for you. Wait. Yeah. Just prayed for you. You're welcome. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Just came and then prayed for you. Oh, my God. Thoughts and prayers and comes. And um, I guess we've reached the end of this haunted podcast. Unless, do you want me to read one more? Yeah, yeah, we're going to read one more. All right. I guess I'll read one more. It was kind of written by a cunt, but... (laughs) Do you know this person? No, but she's a fucking cunt. She deserved whatever happened to her. Okay. Hi, Gabby and the other girl. Sorry, I can't remember your name. That's why she's a cunt. Shut up. It's a I'm being dead serious. Hi, Gabby. And other girl, sorry, I can't remember your name. Well, <laughs> don't even worry about it. <laughs> hey, don't worry about hey, it. Hey, hey. Fuck her, huh? Yeah. Hey, fuck yeah, her. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Everyone in here is a... Actually, I can't say that word on this podcast, um, but here's the thing. Um, my ex-girlfriend slash first love has held a 12-year grudge against me. And honestly, she's probably in the right for that. Uh, she refuses to talk to me and has blocked me on social media, too good she's a gemini slash cancer well you're a sociopath uh one day she loved me and one day she was nowhere to be found that's the gemini side we broke up and got back together a lot for a few years until the final breakup that night we argued and i left angry and called this girl i used to bang but had no feelings for Mm. to go out for drinks and whatever that night she got me home drunk and stole my phone Took it back to my now ex slash first love and showed her my angry text I sent to my friends where we where I talk about personal things. Hold, wait, hold, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm 
confused. That night, she... Okay, so this girl, she gets blocked by the girl that she loves who's a cancer Gemini. Right. One day she loved me, the other day she was nowhere to be found. Right. That's the Gemini side. We broke up and got back together a lot for a few years until the final breakup. Okay. That night we argued and I left angry and called this girl I used to bang but had no feelings for to go out and get drinks with or whatever. That night she got me drunk. So the girl that she used to bang got me drunk and stole my phone. Okay. Took it back to my now ex slash first love and showed her my angry text I sent to my then friends where I talk about personal things. How? Just wait. Just wait. Because it sounds like they were friends. Yeah. This like side chick was like friends with yeah, but her. She first. took her phone. Honestly, this is what she gets because listen, she had decent sized areolas and my friends called her pepperoni nipples <laughs> in the text. By the way, she was the most gorgeous woman ever, and I thought she was flawless. And when you're mad, you say mean shit you don't mean. It's true. It sounds like you were jealous. Uh, and she was mad that <laughs> it sounds like you weren't born with nipples, and you were just jealous that she got all the nipples, shut and you did <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck Sorry up. Sorry that you're nippleless and classless. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. And that's um, on developing a new grudge. Yeah, <laughs> And I know. that's on new grudge, and it's for this godless woman. Okay. Um, by the way, she was the most gorgeous woman ever. Yeah, obviously. Da-da-da. Um, big nipples, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Big, perfect, <laughs> big, perfect nipples, as big as her personality um, and her self-esteem. Um, I thought she was flawless, but when you're mad, you say mean shit you don't mean. Um, and she was mad that we said... Uh, that about her in text. I've apologized, but she just ignored me and runs from me every time I see her out. Makes me sad that we can't be friends and she can't realize I was young and dumb and asked for forgiveness. Okay, so this woman's holding a grudge against her because she called her areola? Yeah. She made fun of her areolas? Yeah. Honestly, it just sounds like she has like high self-esteem and she was just like, oh, I'm not going to date someone who... Who was the grudge against? Okay, okay, you guys. The grudge is the person writing in. It's this girl writing in saying that she has a grudge against her ex blocking her after she saw the mean things the person writing in said. It sounds like... It's, you know, I don't know when you explain that, what's going on in my head. It's like that Butterfly meme of all the, the equations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all the equations. So it's like this. It's like this. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. So uh, you do the math. I still haven't solved the equation. Here's Here's the thing. I would have had compassion, but I can't get over the other girl. Sorry, I can't remember your name. Hey, guess what? All right. That, maybe, I, that, maybe I felt triggered because it doesn't matter. Anyway, here's the it thing. It sounds like the phone stealer was like sent in on a recon mission. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's what that's she's like. I hung. I feel like, yeah, because also this was written by a girl. I feel like in like the lesbian community, it's very like intertwined. And so I feel like the ex is kind of teamed up. That's very common. Anyway, that's been our big titty podcast. Anyway, that's been. um Yeah, that's been grudges episode of Tea Time. Give it up for Miss fucking tits and clit over here. Give it up for Mr. A dwarf fucker. <laughs> Fuck and, you. Uh, and give it up for Miss uh, Sociopath over here. Um, you guys, if you like this show, send this to someone that you have a grudge with. No context. Um, please subscribe to us on Patreon. Um, it's really cute and fun over there. Please uh, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. And like just forgive someone instagram get get the prompts on instagram and email is tea time stories yeah our 42069 when i'm not lazy i post the prompts on twitter but honestly find everything on instagram and yeah tea time stories 42069 at gmail.com we and love you follow us on uh patreon because that's where i'm gonna show the hentai i've been sending out Whoa! and if you watch and if you really do watch this to the end i want you to write us in next time and say that you love joy 
Yeah, if you watch this to the end, please write in something really sweet about Joy so or something. We, we, you love Joy, okay? Yeah, So please. that's what we're doing next episode. Please. If you really are a fan, if you really do listen, say you love Joy. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. guys. See you on Patreon. Ooh,